You're listening to episode 14 of the Spinoff Success Podcast. Welcome to the Spinoff Success Podcast with Beth Phillips. Join me each week for inspiring stories about people leveraging tools, platforms, systems, and skills to create thriving businesses, successful side hustles, and surprising new careers. Tune in to discover how to turn your skills and expertise into a spinoff success. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm Beth Phillips, and today I'm really excited to bring you an interview with Carrie Olson. Carrie is a voiceover actor. She's been um, doing it for about four years and actually was one of the original um, inspirations for this idea of a spinoff success because not only did her voiceover career um, sort of spin off from skills that she learned podcasting, um, and also uh, she did some other things that lent themselves to this um, career, but also she started a course and um, a membership to teach others what she was learning in the voiceover industry. So we talk about both of those things, and um, she's just got a great personality, and I think you'll really enjoy the interview. Whether or not you are um, interested in voiceover itself, I hope it gives you some ideas about, you know, the tools that are available to make any skill uh, accessible, not only to you to learn it, but also to teach others. So enjoy this interview with Carrie Olson. How are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm fine too. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me again. Yeah. And I'm really anxious to um, catch up to what you're doing right now. But if you don't mind, can we start with um, how you got uh, in, in, into uh, voiceover acting? Sure. And can you um, can you tell remind me who your audience is? Yeah. This? So my um, my hope for this is to uh, inspire people to look at skills that they already have, or um, you know just really don't recognize to use it in a different way. So it's anybody who's interested in kind of um, trying different things with their skills. Okay, awesome. Okay, good. Good. And and do you mind if I offer a giveaway? I'd love it. No, no, that's exciting. Okay. I would love okay. it. Okay, cool. Awesome. Good. Okay. So how did you get started in voiceover? So the short story is that I um, was driving to work one day and heard, was listening to a podcast and it was a podcast I'd never listened to before, kind of randomly chose it and just turned on the latest episode. I didn't choose that episode because of the title or I didn't browse them. I just, whatever was there, I listened to it and it happened to be an interview with um, a, a woman named Allison Steele, who is a an amazing voice actor, actress. Uh, she lives in LA, has done all kinds of work for several decades. And she's talking about what she does. And uh, towards the middle of the interview, something just kind of clicked. And I thought, oh my gosh, this sounds like something I could do. Um, she started talking about what her day looks like and how she has two kids. She gets up, checks her email, gets the kids off to school, uh, records a little bit, you know, takes a break, goes to yoga and and all of this she does from home. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. 
And so I eventually called her up and started getting training from her. At the end of the episode, she said she also offers lessons. And so I started getting training from her to formally learn how to do voiceover. And uh, which I'm really glad that I, you know, from the very beginning started getting um, real training yeah. and, and then started booking work within a matter of weeks. That's amazing. And, and so um, whatever clicked for you, I mean, by then, did you already know? Because I know you had a podcast with your husband, mm-hmm. Derek. And by then, was it the skill of just knowing that you were comfortable behind the mic and you had a great voice? Did you already know that? Um, do you think it was that that clicked or just the lifestyle that she that you thought that you could have with this um, flexible job? I think it was a little a little of everything. I didn't necessarily know that I had a good voice or, you know, a voice that would work for voiceover. I'd had people tell like friends, you know, that say, oh, you have a nice voice, but Mm -hmm. no one professional. Um, And then in my in my corporate jobs, I had, you know, I was in e-learning and training. And so I would often get chosen to be the person to voice a course, you know, within the department. But again, no, no professional had ever said, I think you can do this. Wow. And did you enjoy that e-learning, the coursework that you did prior? I loved it. I still love it. (laughs) Oh, good, good. And so are you still working with Allison as a coach? Or is she your coach still? She is still my coach. Yes. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have other coaches now as well. And especially as you get more uh, kind of in the voiceover world, you can start to specialize in different genres and certain coaches specialize in different genres. So I have a coach for promo. Um, Allison coaches me for commercial. Um, so th- there are various coaches that you can go to for different types of voiceover. Right. So do you, would you say you brush up when you have a job that, um, you know, requires a certain skill? Do you just contact them or, or, or do you have an ongoing relationship with her that you meet with her weekly or monthly or something like that? I have an ongoing relationship with Allison. We, we have sessions together less, less often, but mm-hmm. still, still a few times a year. Um, to kind of brush up on things and uh, not necessarily when I have a particular job, but uh, specifically if there's a new genre I'm wanting to get into, I'll really, you know, start getting regular coaching with a specific coach. With Allison, it's more of, you know, especially if I find myself in a slump or if I just need some encouragement or some reminders. Um, So much of coaching, if, you know, you or your listeners are familiar it's not necessarily learning new things. It's just getting, you know, reinforced what you've, you know, what has kind of drifted off over time. Yeah. Well, just also to give some context, because I feel like maybe we jumped in and that's my fault. Um, tell people what uh, voiceover entails. Like, what kind of jobs could you possibly do as a voiceover actor? Absolutely anything. <laughs> um, I think that when when you start to think about voiceover as its own thing, you start to realize how absolutely everywhere it is. Really, yeah. So what voiceover is, is anytime that you're hearing a voice, but not seeing the person who's saying it. So, you know, the obvious things we think of are commercials, you know, so TV and radio commercials, and then of course, animation. But there's also, you know, there's promo, there's radio imaging, there's uh, dolls, you know, you can do toys, the voice of toys, the voice of computer games, of video games, mm-hmm. audiobooks, 
the self-checkout line at the grocery store, the bus or the transit system that says, you know, oh. next stop Broadway Street. Wow. Um, the announcer in the grocery store that comes on and, and tells you about the latest specials, the phone tree when you call a system and it says, thank you for calling Ring RX. Um, wow. So it's everywhere. And yeah. the more that you start to think about that, you'll realize that you, you know, how much of it you hear every oh, day. Yeah. You mentioned so many things that I had never even thought of. Um, do you, it, it sounds like you've done a lot of different things. Do you have, um, first of all, you can say, tell me, um, what kind of different genres you've worked in and whether you have a favorite. Hmm. So yeah, I've, I do mostly commercial and e-learning, which I didn't even mention e-learning when I was going through all of that. But, um, you know, when you're, let's say you get hired at Disney world and you have to learn how to operate the equipment. And so you take a computer course and there's a voiceover that's uh, narrating you through the course. Mm -hmm. So I do a, I do a lot of that corporate narration, uh, commercial work, both TV and radio. Um, and then I've started doing more promo lately. So uh, promo would be something that's uh, either announcing or kind of talking about a certain show that's coming on mm -hmm. or uh, like a channel itself. So it's not promoting a product yeah. much, but but the show uh, or coming up next on ABC, that kind oh, of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I know you posted recently um, uh, a job that you did uh, narrating a children's book. Is that mm -hmm. new for you? Have you just started doing that? No, that that uh, video is actually several years old. Is it really? Uh, oh. mm -hmm. So I did, there's a series of those books and I've narrated I, three or four of those, but that was the very first one. Do you enjoy um, that? I do. It's it's different, but I really do. And, and that particular author, he was very uh, particular about what he wanted for, you know, as far as the sound. Mm -hmm. So we went through several different ideas. And that was what he settled on. He kind of wanted this slow, soothing sound for the book. And so that's <laughs> what we did. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun because there were so many characters. So I oh, got wow. to, yeah. uh, you know, just come up with a bunch of wacky voices for these insects that I was voicing. Um, for your listeners, if anyone wants to check it out, that book is called Sage and the Ladybug Hug. And it's just a series of, of books about this little girl. She's probably, you know, three or four years old. In all of the books, she's uh, making these discoveries or learning about math or science-themed things. Um, the author's name is Justin Scott Parr. Oh, okay. That's cool. And uh, have your daughters listened to them? They have listened to them. Do they get confused about your voice being in the book kind of thing? Do they know it's you right away? They know that it's me, and I think they think it's totally normal. Oh, okay. That's funny. Yeah. That's great. They they see me in the booth all the time. They like to record voiceover themselves. And if you ask them, you know, what mommy does for a living, they say she talks into a microphone. Yeah. Well, I, I one thing I want to um, sort of point out, and I read your blog articles. I think when people hear about this as a career or a business, they have this idea that it's, oh, it's just so fun. and Oh, I just have to talk into a mic. But I think you do a really good job on your blog of um, – showing that it's a craft and that it's not all easy, even though your story is, you know, you kind of took off really early. So if people want to get into this themselves, what do you think are things that they should um, focus on um, from the beginning? Yeah, I think that the first thing, the very first thing that you have to do is you have to approach it as a business. Mm -hmm. 
And so that means that you have a plan. That means you're planning to um, to capitalize it, to invest in it, to put you know some time and resources and energy into it to build it up. Because if you think about any other type of business that you're starting, whether it's you know a freelancing type job like graphic designer, freelance writer, something like that there's going to be some sort of initial investment. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to have the expectation that it's not all going to be fun, that there is going to be a learning curve, that you're going to go through some ups and downs, uh, and it's going to take some time to be profitable. So I think with voiceover, some people come into it with the expectation that, well, I'm going to go buy a $50 microphone and spend 50 bucks, and then start booking voiceover work and be immediately profitable. Mm -hmm. And, And it's all, you know, all just rainbows and and sparkles from there. Um, And voiceover is an extremely competitive industry. So you can absolutely be successful in it, but you have to approach it with the right expectations. You have to put in the work and you have to realize that if if you're wanting to be competitive in this industry, you're competing against me, you're competing yeah. against um, Allison, you're competing against, other, you know, people right. who are spending, oh, I, I know, I talked to someone recently, and the amount of money he said he spent on coaching <laughs> would shock you. Um, yeah. But there are people out there getting tons of coaching so that they can really master yeah. this thing. Right. So um, to come into it without any training and with a $50 microphone and think that you can, right. um, you know, just be awesome. Yeah. Um, is, is unrealistic. So well, the first thing would just to be to approach it with that business mindset. Yeah. Do you think anybody is trainable? In other words, could anybody be coached to excel in this industry? So I think that everybody can be coached to, to improve on where they are. Okay. So if you are, you know, if you have a background in acting or performance or speaking or even just teaching in front of a crowd or mm storytelling and you kind of have a a natural bent towards that then you can you know with coaching you know your skill level could just skyrocket if you you know maybe have uh you know you're not the best reader and you're not the most expressive and you're kind of bottled up with your emotions and not very able to to come out not um able to come out of that very easily a lot of adults kind of feel like they're in a shell and it's hard for them to to get really expressive then it's going to be a longer journey, mm-hmm. um, and you honestly may not ever get to the to the level that that some other voice actors who just are more naturally inclined, um, you may never get to that level. But you can improve. Right. So yeah. And then let's talk about accessibility. Do you think that the internet and just digital tools in general make it more accessible um, than ever? So there is absolutely no doubt that the internet has made a career in voiceover infinitely more accessible, Mm -hmm. you know, because just the fact that you could theoretically go out and buy a microphone or, you know, if you wanted to do really bad quality voiceover, use the internal microphone on your computer or your (laughs) phone, you know, and just join a voiceover site Uh online and then put up a website and say, I am now a voice actor. So that's possible. There aren't Mm -hmm. any gatekeepers anymore. Yeah. So yeah, like it's made it more accessible, but it's also made it more, I don't want to say, you know, um, more to filter saturated, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah, it's, sense. it is so easy now. So you, you do have to, you have to make yourself stand out from the crowd. Right. Right. 
So I know um, one of the things and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is that you turned your expertise into um, a teaching platform to teach Mm -hmm. others how to get into the business and how to, I don't know if you do um, coaching as well uh, on The Voice, Um, but yeah, tell me, uh, are you still doing that? Are you still doing the voiceover coaching or the courses? I am. So what's interesting about it is I came from an e-learning background. So I was creating courses before I got into voiceover. Mm -hmm. When I got into voiceover, like you mentioned, I did have early success. And so people were asking me, and to be specific, I quit my job after four months. So I started getting training, started booking work, quit my job four months later to do voiceover full time. Um, I don't, I, I hesitate to say that sometimes because, you know, I think sometimes that gives the expectation that, oh, well, I can do that too. And I, uh, I've never seen anyone else do that. So just to be yeah. honest, no, no, that's good <laughs> um, but, um, so I was creating courses beforehand. I had early success with voiceover. And so people started asking me how I did it. And so my natural response after, you know, giving people one-on-ones for so, you know, this is what I did. I thought, well, I'll just make a course about it. I'll make an ebook and make a course. And so that's what I did. I love that. I love it. And what is the model? Is it a membership model or is it uh, like a launch model? You offer it every so often. So uh, at the time that we're recording this, uh, I have a membership site called the Voiceover Success Intensive, which is six modules plus a lot of just bonus uh, resources. Um, and we also do uh, monthly Q&As and monthly hot seat sessions live. And then uh, we're right on the um, beginning of a, a new course that I'm launching called Get Traction in VoiceOver when you have, even if you have a full-time job. Um, oh, so awesome. that, yeah, so that's a, a launch uh, course. And that's more of a, you know, whereas the intensive is very um, information heavy, the Get Traction course is more hand-holding and it's more guided uh, there's more action items. Um, there's more accountability. Okay. And and what made you kind of create a course for see, people who want to do it on the side? Just Did you just see a need and more people were asking you for for that? 100% saw the need. And, and if you think about pretty much everyone who is getting into voiceover is doing it on the side because they have to have a current, right. you know, uh, source of income right. to survive. So Um, so I wanted to include some of the elements that are specific to people who are, who have that struggle of, I've got a day job, I've got a family, I've got obligations. How do I build up this business on the side? So it has a lot of productivity, um, Mm -hmm. elements in it as well that kind of understand that you don't have all the time in the world necessarily. Yeah. But accountability is huge. That's so right. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you, do you, can you share any cool like success stories? I, I know when we spoke a couple of years ago and because I was consider I bought the course for my daughter, Kate, and then she ended up, she couldn't go through it, but you had a student who was like nine years old and was <laughs> editing his own stuff and like totally participating as if it was his career. But so you can tell me a little bit more about him or her. I can't remember if it was a boy or a girl. Um, and whether they're still at it and if you have any other cool stories like that. Yeah, he did. He was awesome. He had a great voice and his, he had a, a lot of support from his parents. Mm-hmm. So he actually, I haven't been to his website in a while. I should go check it out and see what he's up to because I, I haven't uh, talked with him in a while. But uh, so he was, he was an excellent participant going through the course, did a great job. 
Um, I had some other students who one, now this is the first case of I've ever heard of this as well. So these are very much one-offs, but one student who booked the very first job she auditioned for. Wow. Um, yeah. So the, the ratio, like if you, if you're getting coaching regularly, the most common statistic you'll hear is that it, it'll take you between 70 to a hundred auditions to book your first job. Wow. So that's another kind of just reality check. Um, you know, to have proper expectations. I've had people say, I auditioned 20 times and haven't booked anything yet. Yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> do you think first of all, are you- oh, go ahead. Uh, do you think there's something about that number that it's just like the re- repetitions, repetition, and, and the more you do, the more experience you get. So you kind of get better at it. Yeah, there's, there's definitely that, um, getting familiar with just the process of auditioning. Right. And there's, you know, there's performance skill, you know, how good your audition is, but then there's also auditioning skills. Right. So you, you might in your first audition not have edited it well, or maybe you're, you know, you didn't normalize the volume. So it came in really quiet. Like I had a student who was doing that for a while and he's like, I don't understand. Mm. I'm not getting any traction here. And he sent me the MP3 and it's like, I can barely hear this. (laughs) You've got to, you've got to boost up the volume. Yeah. Now, do you go over those kind of technical things in, in either of your courses? Yes. And both of them. That's awesome. Wow. So just give me a, like sort of a brief outline of, um, just the modules of the the current the first course. Oh, the the first one. So that one, it's six modules. It was originally done as a six week class. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go through, you know, what voiceover is, just kind of an intro to voiceover, the genres. Um, we talk about auditioning. Uh, we go through equipment and how to set up your own home studio. We talk about demos, marketing, um, including like how to reach out to clients, connecting with clients, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then we have a module on unions and agents and legal wow. stuff as well. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. And, and I'm, I'm guessing you have experience with all those things. So you would have um, the pros and cons of going with a union or outside a union or going with an agency versus um, freelancing. So. Yeah, basically, we just define what those things are. Because for a starter, for someone who's just beginning voiceover, mm-hmm. you need to know what those things are but you're not making a decision necessarily at the very beginning um, because you don't need to join the union until you need to join the union. Uh, okay, so if you gotcha. book work that's, you know, yeah. kind of forces you to join or puts you in that spot. Um, and then the same with an agent, you're not ready for an agent when you first start, but be aware of what that is so that you can, you know, yeah. be building up your business in such a way that you can be preparing for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then once so inside the membership, then in addition to the calls, do you have a community set up so that people can ask each other questions and that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, like a lot of online courses these days, we've got a kind of a forum set up in a Facebook group. Oh, that's great. That's great. And you mentioned, um, I think you, your different coaching. Um, do you ever collaborate with any other professionals to offer either courses or trainings or um, promote things that they're doing. I would imagine like somebody who's been in it for a while would say, Carrie, show me how to make a course in my specialty. Do you (laughs) do collaborations like that? I do. Um, I just did one with a a coach who she, her main focus is e-learning. So um, course narration. Mm. And we did a joint webinar series together where she did, it was a three week class. She did the first two on performance and I did the last one on e-learning marketing. I love that. It yeah. seems like it's infinite. 
like the the spinoffs, if you will, or um, directions that you could go to create yet another stream of income and and build on your skill stack and expertise. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it has been very need based, you know, so I I look Mm -hmm. and see where like, especially with this new course that I'm doing, you know, I saw where the voiceover success intensive wasn't meeting students needs, and wanted to create something that would step in and kind of fill those gaps. So for me, it's been kind of looking around and seeing what not only what the individuals need, but also thinking about the industry as a whole and seeing a lot of people coming in to this industry kind of disillusioned about what's possible. And so I have a a module in this new course that is all about expectations. And it even has kind of an expectations calculator where you can (laughs) put in your inputs and say like, how much time do you have? How much do you have to invest? And and kind of what what are your goals? And then kind of says, okay, this is you know, it doesn't give you a, you know, a, a strict outline of this is going to take you three years to right. you know, build it's your business. A, a general idea. Yeah, kind of a direction. So um, I want it to be very clear. And, and honestly, one of my hopes is that, that some people will join the course, learn what it is they're getting into and see the expectations and go, this isn't what I thought. Yeah, I'm going to back out. Yeah. And to me, that's a win, because I would much rather them uh-uh. um, get the truth up front yeah. and learn what it's all about than to be strung along for however long before realizing this is a lot more work than I realized. Sure. And I don't really want to, you know, this isn't for me. Yeah, but what's cool is they might discover that they might um, have a proficiency in one other aspect of it, say editing or um, something like that. They might have a, you know, a s- skill set that they discovered through even that process. 100%. And there's there's a need for support people in voiceover. I was just, I uh, have kind of a mastermind with some other voice actors and we met yesterday and one of them was saying, I just can't keep up with all of my, my outreach. Mm. Um, Cause these are, this is a group of people who are booking work regularly, but a big part of your business, of your job is also marketing and keeping up with your contacts. And he said, I, I'm not able to do that. And so we kind of gave him some resources. There's some people who that's what they do is they support voice actors, whether it's with marketing or editing or, you know, yeah. customer service. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a need for those types of support people as well. Do you have help in that regard, either for your voiceover business and, and getting work or and or um, your course? I've experimented with having people help in various things. And there are some things that I, I'm probably just not as good at letting go of as I should be. Oh, um, I understand. Mm-hmm. But I do have, if I'm doing long form narration, I do have a go-to editor. I've worked with probably four or five different editors. And so I have um, a favorite one that I'm working with right now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. By long form, do you mean like a couple of hours that you're... Recording? No, <laughs> no. Like, like sometimes it's like seven minutes. Oh, oh <laughs> um, okay. Well, it de- it depends. So if it's e-learning, I have I have e-learning um, regular clients who hire me for for e-learning, and mm-hmm. these could be anywhere from again like four minute things to uh, you know to over an hour. Okay. So, um, but it it does take a long time, and when I have when I have a full day then it's just a lot easier for me to outsource the editing, even if it's just, you know, a 10 minute thing. Okay. Okay. Now this might seem like a weird question, but since you referred to Allison and um, her lifestyle, how closely does 
your lifestyle match your vision of what it could be? In other words, do you, does it look the same as you imagined? You know, I would say, yes, it does. Okay. It's not, okay, it's not like a beach vacation. No, no, <laughs> not know? at all. I, I'm um, just wondering how you contain this thing that you're great at and that you enjoy doing and have it not spread into every other, you know, you take up your whole day. I know you oh, have two small children, yeah. so you right. can't, but it, it would seem so tempting to me to get at it every minute you could. It's a struggle, you know, because I am, I'm, you know, a, a go-getter, if you will. So, you know, I, I do tend to um, not necessarily obsess over thing, but I get laser focused. Right. And and so it is, you know, it's a, a battle, if you will. But, you know, my daughters are downstairs right now. And so when I get done with this, I can go downstairs and see them. When I'm in between recordings, they're here. That's and great. And to me, that is... That's my dream, you know, that I can take a break whenever I want to. We can go to lunch. We can go, you know, uh, take a walk and go to the park uh, in the middle of the day, you know. So it's not, again, it's not a beach vacation. But as far as being a mom, having a full-time job and getting to see my girls, you know, more than just in the mornings before I leave for work and in the evenings right before they go to bed. Oh, yeah. uh, You know, that's that's a win for me. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy for you. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you can do that. So I know I jumped around a lot, but I uh, want to make sure I didn't, you know, you didn't want to, you know, tell me something that I didn't ask you about. I just want to give you a chance to, um, you know, tell me anything that I forgot to ask. Yeah, I think that, you know, when it comes to if, you know, your listeners are looking for ways that they can use their skills in a creative way or, or do something else, um, you know, I think that voiceover is an awesome industry. Obviously, I love it. And if you're interested, uh, go for it 100%. Um, but you, uh, yeah, having the proper expectations, getting into, you know, maybe an online forum where you can ask questions. Um, there are a lot of them that are out there that are very friendly to, to newcomers. Some of them are for professionals. Mm-hmm. And so you might feel like you're in over your head a little bit. But if you find some, I actually have one called the voiceover startup. And uh, that's a Facebook group, you can get in and, and just kind of be a fly on the wall or, you know, kind of ask your first questions. But, you know, know what you want out of it. Like, okay. is this a hobby where, you know, you've just liked doing voices since you were a little kid. And so you just kind of want to check it out to have fun. Or is it something you want to eventually be able to replace your income with? Yeah. As uh, those are two really different things. And the path to doing those two things are very different as well. Yeah. Is it weird that like I'll meet somebody or somebody will be in my life, say a kid in the neighborhood. And I, and I say to myself, you have a great voice. And I feel like I want to tell them about what you do in, in terms of the coaching and just even let them know that this is a thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is that, is that weird? Like, would it be weird for me to say, I think you have a great voice. You should look into this. I don't think so. I, I do that sometimes. Um, I do. And, um, you know, and if you think about that person might go like, there are people who have really high voices for adults. Like there's a friend of mine from high school and uh, we met up at a, like, one of our friends bachelorette's party a few years ago. And uh, I was reminded, I was like, Oh my gosh, her voice, you know, is so high. And that's the kind of thing where you can get made fun of as a kid, right. but maybe she never knew, you know, I, I wanted to tell her, you know, Hey, 
you could look into doing like cartoon voiceover, kids voiceover, or something like that. Yeah. Um, that could, you know, that's something that could change someone's life. Yeah, <laughs> they go, yeah for yeah, sure. This is, they've always, you know, thought this was a, a bad thing. And to turn it into a business, you know, especially if if they have the passion for it and the skill. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's more than just the voice, but I don't think that's weird at all. Oh, okay, good. Well, what's the best place for people to find not only what you're doing um, and what you're learning, but also uh, if they want to check out your courses? Yeah, so uh, I have a couple easy ways for for you to find me. Um, the first is just my website. It's carrieolsonvo.com. And I'll spell those because there are like 30 different ways to spell Carrie and yeah, right. two different ways to spell Olson. So it's C-A-R-R-I-E-O-L-S-E-N-V-O as in voiceover.com. Okay. And, uh, and if you're not at a computer, you can actually text uh, the word of voiceover, all one word, V-O-I-C-E-O-V-E-R to the numbers 44222. And if you text voiceover to 44222, um, the, you'll get a prompt back asking for your email address. And if you put it in there, I'll send you a, um, I have a guide to online casting sites, uh, oh. if you're interested in getting started. And that will also connect you to my email list so that we can keep in touch. Oh, that's so great. if you're just, yeah. if you're not at a computer. Yeah. Thanks for that. And I'll put, um, your website in the show notes for sure. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for chatting with me and, um, taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, sure. Sure. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes where you can find the links to um, what Carrie's up to and uh, the freebie that she mentioned um, at spinoffsuccess.com. If you have a minute, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite Uh, podcast player. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We have some great things coming up. So we'll see you next time.